Welcome to the IoT podcast powered by Paratus People. Be among the first to find out what's happening in the fascinating and growing world of IoT from the industry leaders themselves. Welcome to the IoT podcast. Uh, this is episode seven. Uh, today we are joined by Christoph van Rattinger, CEO of Sensorless. Christoph, thank you very much for joining us here today. Uh, thank you, Tom. Great pleasure to be here. Uh, Christoph, so for anyone that's watching that isn't familiar, uh, could, could you tell us just briefly what it is, uh, what it, what Sensorless does, uh, what industries uh, the company operates in, um, how this might affect uh, our everyday lives? Okay. Um, we connect actually non-powered assets, which are used in the supply chain, um, mostly at industrial manufacturing. So what is this is about containers, it's about boxes, crates, specific structures. And what we do, we, we have actually wireless sensors to connect those things directly to the internet for more than five years without charging, without putting any infrastructure and so on. And as they get all this data, uh, location data, motion data, they actually, we can give them visibility in the complete chi supply chain processes. This is our core business. Um, we do this for automotive and aerospace. You can imagine a lot of parts of your car are actually coming from all over the place. So we're tracking those car parts to make sure they are in time. Um, but also we're active, for example, in waste management. So we are tracking waste containers. So when people are picking up the waste containers, the routing is actually defined on basis of the location of the containers. And we're also doing it now in the food and in the beverage industry. So we're tracking, for example, beer. So actually, sometimes when there's a sunny weekend forecasted, actually your home beer keg that needs to get to the supermarket, it might be on one of those connected pallets to be sure it's delivered in time. So it's actually, we bring all the supply chain visible in all different sectors, and this is our core business. Okay, all right. Thank you for that. Um, Christoph, you've always described yourself as an enthusiast. I would say I am as well, right? My, my background is in uh, embedded engineering and connected devices. What, what is it that makes you an IoT enthusiast? Yeah, well, I, I think the potential is, is just enormous if you think about it. Um, there are so many non-powered assets in our industry. You cannot imagine when you talk about pallets, there are literally billions of them out there. Now, imagine that all those assets today, which are not tracked at all, they all become digital, completely digital. So suddenly you, you have a full visibility. You can always access them. You can optimize your process, but you can even go much further because you can start renting them out. You can start doing paper use. Maybe you can even share them when they are not in use. So if you think about it, once you get all this digital information, it's incredible, all the options, what you can do. Um, but yeah, okay, this of course was a potential, but for me, I'm an engineer. And I think what I like a lot is the rhythm of the technology. Um, I literally lived the moment we all had our first Sony Walkman. Uh, then we had the compact disc, then we went to the mini disc. Um, then suddenly there was an iPod, then people started about talking about MP3s, and then today it's like Spotify, and I have a smartphone in my pocket, which is actually smarter than a space shuttle. So the technology is going so fast, but what in IoT is that it's more inspiring because the technology is going fast, but actually you have to do much more with less, because it has to be affordable, 
It has to work all the time. It has to work for many years. So it's a lot of additional constraints. So today for me, IoT is completely enabled because it will be everywhere at a very affordable price. And that's quite uh, something I really like about it, the technology. Yeah. Yeah, same. I, I I completely appreciate that and agree as well, right? You know, it's it's gonna connect everything, and everything one day will be interconnected. And uh, and I think now is really the interesting time when we're at the forefront of this. Um, and um, speaking to people such as yourselves and everyone that we've had on the show and seeing it from a different perspective is really really quite interesting. Um, you're obviously now the CEO of Sensorless. Um originally obviously when you when you set out the business you probably had an idea about what the business was going to do did did it take you on different directions when you when you actually started uh developing your products and your product suite did did you find yourself going down different paths to to what you originally envisioned you might have done yeah certainly certainly i think and it's crucial for any startup that you do some pivoting and uh, we did quite some um our original idea was actually is to, to track behavior of elderly people living at home alone. And it was our mission was just like you have so many informal caregivers that actually are very concerned about daily things. And if you use wireless sensors just in the home of the people, the elderly at home, you can actually inform them that everything is just fine. Because that it's a it's a big relief on stress level for those people, the caregiver. So technology was perfect. It just worked. But then we found out that actually the adoption rate, the ecosystem was very complex to survive in as a, as a young startup. So what actually happened, we pivot and somehow, very strange to say, but the supply chain manager has actually the same needs. He has all those things out there where he has no information about. And his main concern is, is everything okay? Will I be able on Monday to start my production without delay? So it's a big pivot. This is how things also go. You go into technology, you learn about it, and then you take a next step. And we will see the same happening again in technology. In the beginning, we were very pivoting on like GPS information. Today, we're much more on indoor location systems because that's also where the technology is getting into. Very cheap, low power uh, indoor location systems. Okay. And and just digging down a little bit deeper into that, I mean, our audience is a mixture of of, of really um, public enthusiasts of of IoT, but also technical professions uh, professionals within within the industry. Um, are you using things like LoRa? Can you go into a little bit more detail about yeah. how actually the, the sensors work, how they connect, range, uh, limitations, and so on? Yeah, perfect, perfect. So um, always start with the main constraint of our customers. Um, you have to imagine if we work for automotive or we work for um, aerospace, we typically connect more than 10,000 units per customer. So you easily ramp up at, okay, how much time will it take to set this up, to install this, to get this connected? And this is where very keen. It has to be a self-install system. And we always say as easy as a sticker. So why is that very important? We know very well the technology like LoRa, um, but we opted for Sigfox technology because okay. it's a public network. It works very well in Europe. It doesn't require any roaming. And this actually is a very big hurdle we take away for our customers. It's really plug and play. They can start with 50 units, just put them on, on the asset and it works. And they can ramp up to 10,000, 20,000 units without still putting infrastructure in place. So change, internal change in the process or in the installation process, if you take all those hurdles away, 
you actually get in easy. And IoT, it's like, well, yeah, let's try it. Yeah, it works. It brings value. Wait, let's expand. Let's continue. So it's the ease of adoption that's really key for us. And today, Sigfox is actually a front leader in, in that one for the public communication. When we look at location technologies, if we really dig in into the, um, the technology side, is GPS is king. Nobody, I, you can imagine now a chip of GPS that's now in your Fitbit or in any smartwatch, it's extremely low power consumption. It's incredible. And if you put it outdoor, I can tell you five meter accurate and it works everywhere. So the technology is amazing. For the indoor, for example, we use combination of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi where we don't install any infrastructure, but we actually use the existing infrastructure and we, we never connect, but we sniff the ID to translate it to a geolocation. And that works actually also very well. So what we see is always the same technology. There, there's a lot of choices out there, but you have to pick and choose and mix and match exactly what you need that fits your customer requirements. And for us, it means affordable, easy to install, easy to expand, something that just works out of the box. Okay. Fantastic. So just to recap then, so Sigfox is obviously a chosen partner for out, outside uh, networking and sensors as such. Uh, I know the guys in France actually really, really great company. And then it, internal installations is a mixture of BLE and Wi-Fi. And that's how you get sort of geolocations from that. Is that correct? That's correct. And even uh, we always communicate indoor or outdoor on Sigfox. We will never use the customer network. Never. Yeah. Because then you have to pass the IT departments. They have to, if they do security updates, for example, you don't. So it's just always about thinking the operational hassle. It just has to work. So yeah. all communication is on Sigfox for us. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and and, and, and again, I, I assume if you're using, if you were to use internal customer systems, then uh, potentially that you, you cannot control uh, that network or issues uh, or reliabilities with that as well, right? Whereas you can control what you control using it on the six watt Texas, right? Uh, uh, exactly. And yeah. and we, we do know very well LoRa or the narrowband. We know them very well. But yeah. what is very important, Tom, is that the problem of our customers is is they want visibility outside their own premises. Mm -hmm. So the visibility, if it's on your own site at your own home, let's say you can put your own wireless network and set up everything and set. But you have to imagine if you are in a supply chain, for example, of aerospace, we have customers who have more than 100 suppliers everywhere in Europe. So they cannot go through all those networks. They just want a full control outside their own premises without changing anything. And then there's not a lot of options today. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Christoph, where, where, where do you see us in the next decade and, and what's going to be in store for us as, as humans, right? Are we going to be walking around as, as assets with sensors? What, what, do you, what do you believe is in store for us over the next 10 years? Well, um, for, first of all, I think sometimes even today we're already walking assets with sensors and they are called Googles and the Fitbits and all the other things that actually are getting your personal data. Um, I think that that should not be the, the goal at all. Um, I think um, we should not be as connected as individuals, except if we choose for it, if it's an explicit choice for us. Sanselus will not go to that di direction, at least. But what I do believe is that IoT will actually enhance a lot of your daily experience and provide you a lot of uh, visibility. And it's still uh, your personal choice if you want to consume this or not. And um, for me, it will be quite logical that your package 
a postal package that will be sent. Actually, the, the package itself will talk to you. I'm now here, I'm now here, I'm in front of your door. I just get out of the warehouse because it will be directly connected. So at least in Belgium today, if I send a postal package, it goes in transit and it stays there for three days. And I have the impression that in transit is extremely big because a lot of my packages are always there for many days. But in the end, as a customer, we will get pinpoint precision where it is, when it is. And I'm quite convinced this is really nearby. Secondly, what I also think is that there will be much more history and traceability, like from the, the initiatives from farm to fork. So if food get harvested somewhere in the chain and produced and um, processed, all those steps will be linked to IoT sensors. So you will get all this type of data. And I strongly believe, but I think that will take a little bit more of time before it gets everywhere, it's uh, the sharing economy. I think IoT, uh, today, we, we all know the sharing cars, um, so you actually don't own the car, but you just use the car. IoT has a potential to do this at the level of grass mowers, washing machine, drilling machines. So because if you think about it, like a drilling machine or a washing machine, we are using it like three times a week. And the rest of the week, it's idling. So you, you can imagine with IoT, this becomes something you share, something you, you, you actually only one home in the street will have that type of machines and you will access it through the neighborhood. So I do think there will be a lot of optimization on assets. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And um, from a security perspective, I mean, obviously it's widely reported about potential data breaches, how much data there is going back. Uh, to data centers. Um, what, what is your view on the security element of this and how we can best um, make sure that our data remains viewable by, by the people that need to see it only? Yeah, well, I, I think that's a very good point. And I think when we look at security, the complexity in IoT, it's no longer only in the cloud. It actually goes back to the device to the lowest level. Um, and I'm happy to hear, Tom, you're an embedded software engineer because you will understand if you... You can actually, with today's technology, if you limit your processing power and your battery and you're actually you're, you're based on design, you can make it very secure already because you do actually you do as less as possible at the level of the, of, of the device itself. I mean, um, IP cameras in homes, but if we look at our sensors, the payload we sent is 12 bytes. I don't see a lot of hacking on 12 bytes happening. On the other side, you have, of course, of course, the cloud part. I do think, and what we see is that actually a lot of companies are getting really into the topic to get a full end-to-end -end IoT security, and we do the same. Every chip we produce, and that's already more than 100K uh, today, they have an individual encryption key on the device itself put at manufacturing level. So you really embed security from the beginning. That's really key in IoT. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, secure by design, right? And yeah. um, uh, there's, there's a phrase that's banded around quite a lot at the moment. You know, if it's not if it's not secure, it's not smart, right? Uh, uh, exactly. So I, but I, yeah. I, I do see the same with our customer base. I mean, we work for automotive. We work a lot for aerospace. Mm. Um, we do satellite parts. Um, I can tell you it has to be secure from design at the basic. So they, they might say, yeah, we go on Alibaba to have a cheaper Bluetooth sensors. Actually, they will not because the, the embedded security is so important for those customers that they, they just want something, no black box, but secured from the first line of code till it gets in the final uh, application systems. Yeah, 
yeah and and that's you know really really important um you know obviously a part of part of my day job is, is obviously helping companies find individuals in in this field and we do a lot of work in in iot security and secure by design and and from chip upwards is is the most important uh part of of a lot of this uh, jigsaw puzzle you know in the past a lot of people have been doing this so-called gold plating exercise where you're trying to retrofit security uh, and it's never quite as good and uh, it would never you know unless it's been designed upwards uh it's it's still vulnerable right and highly vulnerable which is yeah. the biggest concern especially for some of your customers as you say you've got you know you've got massive customers in various industries um and 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 that's what the you know that's and they're interested in something that works for them but is also going to protect their assets as well so yeah 100 percent. yeah absolutely christoph thank you so much uh for giving us some insights into senseless what it is you do as a business and also your view on, on where we are and where we're going in the future uh we really appreciate your time i know you're a really busy man so uh thank you for coming on to the show today no problem thanks a lot tom i wish you all the best with the uh, iot podcast sessions um thank i you. think it's a very good initiative so keep it on thank you very much okay take care thank you thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for more episodes in the iot podcast the leading podcast among the iot community